0: Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Miscellaneous Weekly. Um, I deeply apologize for the two-week delay, uh, it was unintentional, I just, I had some things come up, uh, I started working with Reaper, and I lost a project file, and then uh, things just went really bad last weekend, so I didn't have time to record. And then I just couldn't make myself record Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. So, yeah, really sorry about that. Anyway, back on track. The first segment of today's episode is going to be sort of a double feature segment because they both rolled and I thought of a topic that just fit them both so well. And that is educational future. And linguistic fuckery. One of the classes I am taking is an introductory linguistics class, which I sort of took for an easy A, and I needed the credit for general, even though I didn't need it for my major. But I'm taking this class. And, long story short, we started the semester, and there is a person in my class who we asked the question, How many languages are there in the United States of America? Like, how many just generally spoken languages? And he said nine. Nine. And he believed it. He believed that that was the answer. Nine different languages. There are somewhere around 500 different languages spoken in the U.S. and. This kid is from Illinois. He's from around Chicago. And he didn't know that Polish is one of the most spoken languages in Illinois. How do you... I I mean, I'm not even from Chicago and I knew that. I'm not even from Illinois and I knew that. And it's not just him either. Because there was another, another person in the class who we were looking at... Gullah, which if you don't know, is a variety of English that arose in an area of the US near the coast, I think from South Carolina to Florida, and it's spoken it's it's a dialect, but it's also more more or less considered to be an ethnolect as well, since more African-American speakers use Gullah because of how it started, which was slaves being brought over to America and needing to learn English. So they took English grammar and English words, and their home language is grammar, and home language is maybe not the best term heritage language? That's a whole can of worms that I'll describe in another, another section of linguistics, linguistics, fuckery, sorry. But basically, there is no right or wrong when it comes to another dialect of anything. And this kid, this guy in my class, we looked at a translation side-by-side side from Gullah to English, and he was reading it, and he raised his hand. And he said, This isn't really a translation. They just fixed the errors. And Sarah, the, the person teaching the class who's a grad student in my department, and I just shared this moment of... Uh, Because we've been covering this since the beginning of the semester. Since the beginning of the goddamn semester. That no dialect is wrong. No language is wrong. And there are many, many more in the world than we probably even know. I mean, there are, like, over a thousand documented languages. (sighs) Like just the school system failed those two people and god I just I want to do better for my students I want to make sure they know basic information about the country they live in like there's more than nine languages and just because someone has a different accent or dialect doesn't mean that they're speaking the language wrong just anyway on to segment three since segment one and two became the same segment segment three if we ignore the fact that the interview with james was basically one big podcast crying time is podcast crying time and we're in the spooky scary season my fellows my dudes my listeners so many horror shows are coming back for the spookiest time of the year which is halloween uh uh one of my favorite spooky podcasts the blood crow stories is coming back with season two black chapel oh my god i love the blood crow stories so much Like, I cannot express how much that podcast has my heart. It's really good. Super good podcast. Season one is the SS Utopia. The story is about a college student named Max who starts his uh, dissertation on the lives of these people who lived on, like, the first submarine way back in the 1920s. Like, it was, it was like a cruise ship that could dive under the water like a submarine. The SS Utopia. And, God bless Max. He is a polyamorous, bisexual boy who just needs sleep. And his partner's... Chris and Amelia are so supportive of him, even though he just really needs sleep. And I want that relationship sometime in the future. But all is not well with Max or the SS Utopia. As he continues to go through these old audio logs, he notices that some things just aren't quite right with the happenings on this ship. And some things aren't quite right with the happenings in his life. And they may be connected. They are connected. Uh, (laughs) Probably, arguably, my favorite characters from season one are Max, because he is me and I am him, Barry and Darla, they're sort of a packaged deal characters. They're brother and sister in this one. Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to show up in season two. I don't know if they're going to be brother and sister in season two. All that matters is that Barry and Darla are amazing, and I love them with all my heart. Uh, I, I cried a lot when, when bad things happened to them, but also Fiona, Fiona Bedivere, such a good woman, she just wanted to paint and have a happy life. God, Fiona. But, you know, also, Cindy and Mary, goddamn best lesbians in the whole show. Well, that's best lesbians in season one. Well, Darla might also be a lesbian. Best very definitely lesbians in season one. They are so amazing. And how could I do this without talking about Nora? The baddest bitch on the entire fucking boat. Oh god, I love Nora so much. Can you tell that I'm super in love with like all of the characters? Ugh, she's amazing. And Aiden, too. Shout out to Aiden. Irish boy who just needs a hug. And, you know, shout out to the damn evil voice, too. Fuck that evil voice. But it's a... It it got me. It fucking got me. I'm marked for death. (laughs) But, oh yeah, Blood Crow Stories... Is super good. Season two, not related to season one, so you could jump right in with Black Chapel, which has poly-lesbian wives. So excited for that. Poly-lesbian wives running a town together. It's a town full of women. It's in the Old West. It's just this town full of badass women run by three polyamorous lesbian women who are there to kick ass and take names. And they're very Definitely not gonna die. Hopefully. Good God, please. 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 Sorry, had to take a moment to pray to the gods of writing that uh, they make it through. Who knows with the Blood Crow stories? (laughs) But anyway, Black Chapel is a murder mystery thriller set in the Old West. Comes out Halloween. Which will be yesterday by the time this episode comes out. I will have listened to it. I will have screamed about it. And uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know. Because. God damn, I'm so excited! Poly lesbian wives, and it's a good old, old west murder mystery thriller about a serial killer. Yes! <laughs> uh sometimes the best horror is just the horror about normal people. Well, calling serial killers normal is just normal humans. Human beings. Not necessarily normal, but human people who just have the capacity to be so unhumanely terrible. If that makes sense? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited. And the fucking foley work. Oh my god. <laughs> the sounds that they use for the violence. By the way, if you listen to the Blood Crow stories and get really squeaked out by violence, um, maybe, maybe don't. Uh, because it, it gets pretty gruesome. In some parts, like, uh, not gonna say when, not gonna say how, but there's one death in there that just really got me uh, just based on the sounds. And it was like the most gut wrenching of all of the deaths. And I felt so bad. Oh. What a way to end the season. Anyway, on to the outro. Oh man, the outro. Here we are. Here we are. The outro of episode 9, which I've been trying to get out for two weeks. (sighs) And next week, or the week after, I will have another very special episode. It depends on when I get it done, but I'm really excited for it because it's got some really cool people in it. <laughs> and uh, long story short, gonna make interviews probably a monthly thing if I can, and I just scored some really fucking amazing people for the next interview. Like, James was great, but <sighs> I can't believe these two people said yes. Anyway, I will talk to you next week, either in the form of an interview that has already been recorded or another normal episode. Uh, I'm Bridge. You know me by now. You can find me at Corner and Chair on Twitter, my own little Corner and Chair on Tumblr, Uh, The Blood Crow Stories. Find it at The Blood Crow Stories on Twitter and Tumblr. I'll put all of their little links in the description and also the facility which is an interesting little tumblr that popped up a f- like a few days before I made this recording which is Saturday the 28th and uh maybe uh keep an eye on the facility's twitter as well so I'll see you next week